Well, one of the things we think is critical is being proactive and responding to what is out there so that we can help yes. clients understand. And AI is one of those things that I think everyone, including the creators of AI, are still learning how it works and how it can be used. And like anything in technology, there are pros and cons. So some of the things that we've seen are small business owners can say, you know, help me with a competitive analysis for a restaurant in this neighborhood. You know, what would what would that look like? And, you know, ChatGPT or whatever AI tool you're using would spit that out. And, and that's great. Or write me a marketing plan, you know, write me a blog post for this so I can put it in my newsletter. Those are all very valid ways if you are also validating the data that it spits out. You cannot just use it blindly and take it at, you know, at face value. And that's where the value of a score mentor comes in. It's someone who can look it over with you and say, this 95% is great, you know, this 5% we're not so, so sure about. Welcome to Paychex Thrive, a business podcast where you'll hear timely insights to help you navigate marketplace dynamics and propel your business forward. Here's your host, Gene Marks. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Paychex Thrive podcast. Very, very happy to have you here. Also very, very happy to have Bridget Weston. Bridget is the CEO of SCORE, and I hope uh, that if you're listening to this, you have heard of SCORE. Um, Bridget, you know, I, I have to tell you something. I've known of SCORE for a long, long time. Not enough people know about SCORE. Um, and I think that's a huge challenge that SCORE has. I think that the SBA, the Small Business Administration, has a similar challenge, getting the word out, you know, like awareness for business owners. So for our audience that's listening, um, let's start, first of all, with SCORE. Tell us a little bit about the organization and, and how it works. Sure. Well, Gene, it's great to be here with you. Um, and I know you have been a fan and a supporter of SCORE for many, many years. So we appreciate all that you do for SCORE and for small businesses and the opportunity to amplify the message about SCORE. Sure. We do wish every person in the you know country knew about SCORE and used SCORE services. Uh, we are a nationwide network of volunteer business mentors who provide free business advice, counseling, and guidance to anyone looking to start or grow a small business. We have educational opportunities as well, both in person and available virtually online. And really our goal is to help small business owners succeed, whatever their goals are, whether it is financing or marketing or HR issues, we have experts in our network that have that been there, done that experience to help overcome those challenges, challenges and achieve the goals that they That's have. That's great. So you met, you mentioned starting, but starting or running a small business, I think you said, right? So this is for existing business owners as well as people that are that are starting things up. So let me, uh, you know, I have, um, I've, I've had many clients that have worked with SCORE, some, you know, m most successfully, some, a few unsuccessfully. And I wanted to kind of address that. Uh, you know, to me, your the, the the people that you talk about are volunteers um, are are mostly retired individuals, correct or not? Not anymore, Gene. No, that is the the score of um, you know, of the past. So we really are 
One of our goals is to reflect the communities that we serve. We do, of course, have a number of people who are retired because they have that experience and the knowledge and they're looking to give back. Um, we also have volunteers that are um, currently still working and we have people that have used our services as entrepreneurs themselves and then become SCORE volunteers. And one of the things about SCORE that we're really focused on is to make sure that you get paired with the mentor that is best for you. With 10,000 volunteers across the country, not everyone's going to be the best fit. We compare it to finding like a doctor or a therapist or even dating, right? Like you have different personalities, you have different preferences and characteristics. So it may not always be the best person for you off the bat. Come back. Let us know. We'll make sure we find the right person for you that doesn't just meet your business needs, but that's a good fit for you as a business owner. Um, say I wanted to become a SCORE consultant. Um, you know, Bridget, tell me, what, what would you require of me? Sure. So we have a fairly robust onboarding program for anyone who wants to be a SCORE volunteer. There is a strict code of ethics that everyone must, you know, review, take and adhere to and sign annually. Um, that makes sure that our mentors are following all of our guidance, which keeps the mentoring sessions confidential. Um, we cannot sell anything or charge anything for those mentoring services. We also have a mentoring certification. So the people that become a SCORE mentor have that experience, whether it is as an accountant or a lawyer or a marketing professional. What our mentoring certification does is help everyone that wants to help our small business owners to be the best mentor they can be to be able to stop and suspend judgment, listen and learn, test and help assess and analyze ideas. So that certification must be something that everyone completes before meeting with a small business owner as well. And there are other things. There's various learning modules. There are at least three co-mentoring sessions that any provisional person would have to sit in before they are allowed to go and meet with a client by themselves. Tell me about the demographics, if I can ask about... Um you know, about these mentors as well. Like, cause you just mentioned that, you know, whether you're an accountant or whether you're a marketing person or an attorney. So I'm, you know, I'm an accountant, so like big surprise, right? Look at this. Uh, but the, you know, so does that mean that I would be paired with somebody that's just looking for accounting advice or, uh, you know, is that what you do? Like you pair your mentors with people that have specific needs, you know, I need a marketing help. I need operational help. I need, you know, social media help. Or is it more of a general, no, we're going to give you a mentor that, that can help you with that, but other you know, facets of running your business? How does that pairing work? We really do listen to both the small business owner and the mentor. So if you, for example, Jean, only want to talk about accounting and right. you know, really want to focus on a particular business type, those would be the types of businesses that we work to pair you with. There are other mentors that love helping those startup businesses and have become experts in business plans and, you know, all of those types of things. Also, it, it matters what the small business owner is looking for. Sometimes what's really important is that that person was in the industry that they're in, not necessarily an expert in the business topic, but someone who owned a retail shop or someone that started a consulting business. Um, others really want someone in their geographic location and want a jack of all trades as opposed to a particular, you know, industry or business topic. So it really is about, you know, making sure that match is what's most important and that a relationship can develop because what's important and what works for mentoring 
people who spend three or more hours with a mentor are five times more likely to increase their revenue. And so if you are willing to come back and develop that relationship with a mentor, you are much more likely to be successful. That is great. And I, I, you're absolutely right. You mentioned, um, you know, kind of tongue in cheek that it's it's sort of like dating, you know, when, you, when you're trying to be matched or paired with, you know, with a mentor. You know, most dating apps use algorithms to match, you know, people together. Do you guys do something similar or is it still more of a, a personal approach or a human process to match mentors and small businesses? We have what we call our mentor matchmaker on the score.org website, and it asks the user a couple of questions, you know, what's your business challenge? Where are you located? How do you prefer to connect with um, a mentor in person, you know, virtually, whatever your preferences are. And that will then lead to surfacing the best mentors that the system says are right for you. There is still such a personal aspect to the business that we do and many service industries. So this is just a part of the whole process for making sure that that business owner gets paired with the right mentor. After every first and fourth mentoring session, we actually send out a net promoter score to ask how it was. You know, we ask and say, did this work for you? Um, would you recommend our services? And that helps us to see, was it a good fit or not? And gives the client the opportunity to say, eh. Um, also, if they don't like the top five mentors that were served up to them through the AI tools, they have the option to reach out to us and say, I don't know what I want, help pair me. And we can do that in a more personalized way. Um, or they can search the profiles online to see if someone else speaks to them and, and is someone who would be a better fit. Got it. Okay. That's great. Um, the relationship is, and by the way, we're going to get to your study. I've got some other questions to ask you some, about AI, but I just, only because the, the organization fascinates me and I just, I, I feel like not enough of us really know the power of what it can bring to a business. Give me an idea of the, the typical relationship that you would expect there to be between a mentor and his or her small business owner that, that they're advising, meaning like, how many hours are they spending together? How long is this relationship? You know, I, you know, am I calling my mentor at three in the morning because, you know, asking questions, you know, what, just give me an idea of what you think, like, uh, you know, successful relationships have been amongst mentors and small business owners. Sure. So we just had an all team meeting this morning where we had a, um, a small business success story and their mentor on um, Garrett and Dakota started Action Glow, which puts um, LED lights on snowboards and skateboards. And they have been with SCORE and their mentors for 11 years. Um, depending on where they are on their business journey, you know, sometimes it's a once a month check-in. Other times if they're preparing for another big, you know, development in their business, it's more like once a week or even more than that. Um, they actually recently appeared on Shark Tank and were paired with a shark and their mentor helped them prepare that package all the way through. So we have stories like that all the time where, um, score mentors are invited to people's children's weddings. Um, people, you know, call them the godfather of their business. Um, we, you know, we are so fortunate to be able to celebrate in these successes. And it really is about how much that small business owner is willing to give to this relationship as well. We do have people that come ask a question and leave, and that is totally fine. We are here for everyone in all walks of business. And we know that the more time that the small business owner is willing to put into the relationship to reach out, to let that mentor hold them accountable, to let that mentor be a sounding board, the more likely they are to be successful and they stick around. 
Well, 11 years is, that's pretty amazing. And that says a lot about both the business owner and the mentor as well. What, I, I mean, worst case scenario, what happens if, you know, I, I'm a business owner, I'm matched with a mentor, working with the person for a few months and you're like, um, this isn't working. Don't like the person or not sure it's happening. Tell, tell me what happens in that scenario. Yep. I was recently on um, a podcast on this app called Clubhouse, where just so happens a score client joined the um, podcast to talk and was there not for any, you know, any particular reason other than he wanted to learn what was going on. And he had shared that, you know, he was not a good fit with his mentor. Um, he reached out to his local chapter and said, this, this isn't really working for me. They then paired him with a woman named Patty Williams, and he has been with her all through the pandemic since 2019. Um, and he's looking to, you know, grow his business. He now does some workshops for that SCORE chapter. So what we say is just reach out, whether it's to us at the headquarter office or to your local SCORE chapter. Um, we know that it is not a one size fits all. We want to make sure you get what you need. So just let us know and we'll find someone in those 10,000 volunteers who's right for you. Is it, uh, yeah, it, it, uh, Bridget, is it um, unreasonable for a business owner to churn through a few mentors? I'm not saying 20 mentors, but I don't know, three or four until they do find that person that, you know, again, I keep getting back to the dating app, you know, and, you know, people date and they meet people and then they're like, all right, this person's not for me. And, you know, I want to, you know, you know, date somebody else. And I feel like, cause you have such a you do have a quite an intimate financial relationship with your, with your mentor. I think it's just important that it is the right fit. And, um, and, and I can see some of my clients being interested in this, but it would take them a little bit before they find that right person. And, and I, they would be hesitant because they don't want to, you know, seem as if they're just discarding people away. Do you know what I mean? Um, I do. I want to make sure I understood because I think I heard you say there's a financial relationship with their mentor. And that what I meant financial. What I, yeah, I want to be clear with that. When I mean financial, I mean that you've got somebody that's that's I'm assuming will have somewhat intimate knowledge of your business, what you're doing, including, you know, I'm assuming your financial, you know, you know, information. I mean, if you're getting counseling from a mentor, I'm I'm thinking a successful relationship is one where you're sort of bearing it all and you're sharing what you're doing and you're getting advice from this person. Maybe I'm wrong. I mean, correct no, me if I'm wrong. No, you're, you're not think. wrong there. I just think it is important to be abundantly clear that SCORE does not cost any money. There is no, you know, no. changing oh, of, no, no, no. of monetary, at, you know, in any way, shape or form. And in right. fact, that is one of the things our Code of Ethics states that if your mentor does do that, they are violating their Code of Ethics and you should report that right away. I'm glad you um, pointed that out. So our code of ethics also says that everything is confidential. So we do, and the best relationships work when you are able to share all of your financial information. We saw this in, um, uh, you know, in spades, unfortunately or fortunately during the pandemic, we were, you know, working with people on their PPP loans and their EIDL loans to make sure that their applications could be as successful as possible. And so we do, you know, we look at all of those things and that's when the best relationships happen. So we do want to make sure that it is the best fit. I can tell you that I, I can't speak to how many times people have necessarily decided they need a new mentor. What I do know is that we, again, use these net promoter scores to see how satisfied people are with the relationship. And our net promoter scores are over 82, which I think Apple and Nike have like 70. So we're doing a pretty good job benchmarking against those types of organizations. But also, you know, you mentioned AI before, so that makes sure that we get you to the right person faster. Um, and then the other part is, you know, 
We really do want to make sure that everyone feels comfortable. And so understanding what you're looking for when you come to SCORE and are going into it really helps to make that the most successful. But just like I was talking about with Action Glow, like the business needs have changed over time. So Tanya is the main mentor right now, but she has brought in subject matter experts over the years to make sure that those business owners are getting the exact right advice. It doesn't mean that Tanya has left. It just means that she's working on getting them the other resources, subject matter experts and co-mentors that the businesses need. And that happens all across SCORE. Final question before I move to AI and, and you know, finding people and all, because I do want to talk to you about that. But um, if, if I was coming to you, Bridget, and say, okay, yeah, I am, I am interested in working with SCORE. I'd like to work with a SCORE mentor. Um, what advice would you have for me to make it the most successful relationship as possible? What should I be doing to prepare myself for this relationship? So one thing, it's a great question. One thing that I did just mention is, you know, coming to it with that willingness and openness and, a, and an understanding of what you think your goals are, the more you can be clear on what you're looking to achieve, the better we can do at getting you there. The other thing is to try to be open to who you are as an entrepreneur. You know, not everyone wants to be the next Meta or IBM. You know, sometimes you just want to you know, sell your craft through an Etsy store or whatever that would be. And we're not here to judge what success looks like to you, but you may not be willing to work into 3 a.m. or give up nights and weekends or even be willing and able to give up your nine to five job. So knowing that will help the SCORE mentor craft the best business journey for you, given those parameters. And what about you? Like, are you a, uh, you're the CEO of SCORE. Do you still, I'm sure you've mentored, you know, businesses in the past. Do you still keep a toe in the water or do you just not have the time to do that? I think it is so important for us to make sure that we, you know, at every level are connecting with small business owners and anyone, you know, who's, who's looking to do that. So I will regularly get questions from, you know, friends, colleagues, I'll be on the sidelines at my son's sure baseball game. And, you know, people ask me what <laughs> I think. Um, yeah. So I will definitely do it. But I will tell you, just like we were talking about, I may not be the best fit for people. So I will regularly say, hey, you know who might be really good for this government contracting talk? Like this person, not me. So yeah. I do do a lot of handoffs like that. Which I think actually is, a, I mean, that, that's really want your, your consultant to be like, you know, my sister is a, uh, she's a doctor, a family doctor in Philadelphia where I live. And uh, I wouldn't really let her cut my fingernails because she's my sister, you know, but I am her patient and um, she just constantly refers me, you know what I mean? Like, oh, you should go and get a, you know, a, a checkup from this doctor or visit this doctor, whatever. Mm -hmm. So like, your relationship with, with your, I'm sure your friends and other people that you know in your community, same way. Um, it'd be great to know you because I'm sure you know everybody and can easily um, forward people to uh, people that know what they're talking about. All right, let's start. There, there's a couple of couple of announcements from Score recently that I just wanted to get some of your your thoughts on. One has to do with attracting and retaining employees. Uh, Score released a study about this. Um, tell me, give me some of your thoughts. It's only you know, it's only the biggest issue that we all, and we've all had it since before the pandemic. It was going on, you know. So tell me the, what the study found, and I'm curious to hear what your thoughts are on those findings. Sure. Well, I do think that the COVID pandemic shone a brighter spotlight on these challenges and also opened up more opportunities for employees. So it has become a bigger problem for employer firms. And that is 
retaining and recruiting employees. So with the pandemic, we saw, you know, obviously remote work options became a much bigger deal. We've heard now the term quiet quitting. Um, But what we're seeing is for employers, the small business owners, hiring the right talent and retaining and motivating employees has become like, like I said, a much bigger issue. And it's not just about wages. Like we know that inflation has gone up. We know that wages and salaries are still number one and important to employees, but now they are looking for benefits, professional development. Some of them have other side hustles. And so it's that balance for those business owners to find out, you know, how do I find the right people, but how do I deliver this like package that will retain the right people too? And it's not really something that has been as prevalent of an issue because really the predominant factor were wages. You know, it's funny that you you mentioned side hustles. There was once a time where an employee you know would have a side hustle or a part time job somewhere, and it was really frowned upon by their full time employer because uh, they're saying, "No, you know, this is your job, and we need you dedicated to this." That has absolutely changed, you know, over the past ten years or so. Particularly when we've got millions of people starting up businesses every year, like at an unprecedented rate. The other thing that's changed, of course, is is overall, and you mentioned this a little bit about remote working flexibility. I mean, it's become a top, you know, you know, one of the top three benefits is is offering those those types of things. I'm curious to hear, like, you know, just in your experience, um, you know, how long have you been involved with SCORE now? I know you've been CEO for three years, you say. Yeah, but I've been with SCORE while. for 13 years now. Okay. How have you seen the labor market change for small businesses? And as a second part of that question, if you were running a small business, what would you be doing to attract and retain people based on all that you have learned that's out there? It really does depend on the type of business that you own and what you're looking for in employees. But I do think that more and more um, people are interested in being a lifelong learner. So how you can help them grow in a career type minded way, as opposed to just teaching them how to make a widget or, you know, how to do this in your particular business. Um, By demonstrating that you are growing them as a person, that seems to be something that is retaining um, the employees. And that's certainly something I would like to do, because I also believe that if you develop people, they are going to bring more back to you in that organization and help letting them. By the way, I just have to interrupt you. That is great. That is that is a great comment. And, you know, people uh, here, I'm putting my accounting hat on. I mean, there are tax deductions for employers that, that provide education, you know, or reimburse for education. Uh, for their employees, regardless. I mean, they can learn out it. They go to cooking school and still, you know, get reimbursed for it, won't get taxed, an employer can get a deduction for it. It's so, that's such a great point. That's awesome. I mean, I think there are other things and obviously not everyone can afford to pay top dollar. I mean, score certainly can't. And so the other things that I like to do is figure out what people's skills and strengths are and bring them into that. So when you're doing strategic planning, does someone like to think big? You know, let them be a part of it. Um, Does someone like to do community outreach? Like let them go to, you know, the farmer's market or the fair or the, you know, chamber of commerce meeting and meet people and be an ambassador for you. Um, So those are some ideas that, that you can do. But there are, you know, we were talking about AI earlier. There are technological advances that, Business owners can also, you know, think about in terms of making their backend operations more efficient, too, so that you can spend more time thinking about how do I engage my employees? How do I retain them? How do I make sure that they're happy and sticking around? 
It's a great point. Um, we're going to get to AI just in, in a moment, but I just to reiterate what some of the things you said are are, are so important. Um, also, I I've also found that um, getting back to flexibility. I, I'm just speaking about my clients that that I work with. You know, when you run a smaller company, you really can offer not only a lot of flexibility, but also a lot of growth opportunities for people because people you're working with the boss. Um, and if, you know, if you get sick or you have an issue or you know, whatever, I mean, you, know, you work for larger companies and there's rules that you have to follow and you work for a smaller business. And yes, of course, there are some rules, but there, there is a little, there, there is a lot more flexibility in what you can do. And so as an employee, it's why I see, I mean, I go to client after client that runs small companies, hundred employees or less. And th their employees could be working at larger corporations right nearby, but they they choose to be where they are um, mainly because they they have a relationship with the owners, you know. And I just I don't, I don't think that businesses play up that advantage as much as they should, you know. Yeah, I think it's a really good point. And thinking outside the box, right? It doesn't just have to be here's more money in your paycheck. Although people like that, yes, like, of course. If you can do of that, course. do that. Um, but there of can course. be other ways too. All right. AI. Um, AI is obviously a big issue and, and, you know, I get questions about it all the time. Um, I write for Forbes six times a month and where I used to be writing about other tech topics, I've just been almost solely focusing on AI. Um, I wrote a piece on Microsoft Copilot just last week. This week, I'm going to write a piece on, on Google Bard, which is Google's AI offering. I find it absolutely fascinating and I, and I, my clients need to know it. Um, and clearly score recognizes that businesses need to know more about AI. So tell us a little bit about what you guys are doing to help. Sure. Well, one of the things we think is critical is being proactive and responding to what is out there so that we can help yes. clients understand. And AI is one of those things that I think everyone, including the creators of AI, are still learning how it works and how it can be used. And like anything in technology, there are pros and cons. So some of the things that we've seen are small business owners can say, you know, help me with a competitive analysis for a restaurant in this neighborhood. You know, what would what would that look like? And, you know, chat GPT or whatever AI tool you're using would spit that out. And, and that's great. Or write me a marketing plan, you know, write me a blog post for this so I can put it in my newsletter. Those are all very valid ways if you are also validating the data that it spits out, you cannot just use it blindly and take it at, you know, at face value. And that's where the value of a score mentor comes in. It's someone who can look it over with you and say, this 95% is great. You know, this 5% we're so not true. so sure about. So true. Yeah. I mean, there was, I, there was some story of like some attorney that was using ChatGPT for a case and, uh, you know, they used it cited the wrong case and you know, the person got in trouble because you have to validate uh, the data that's coming. And to even leverage your point is you, you've really got to take and hopefully your score consultants are going to be helping clients to get their data into shape because for AI to really work and automation to really have value, it's going to be taking my data and my company, my CRM data, my accounting data, you know, whatever, and, and automating things based on it. But if my data is not very good or incomplete, uh, that's a problem, you know, right. so. And yeah, yeah you need to make sure it again meets your needs too. Like right. if, if it's not based, because many small business owners don't have as much data as they, you know, might want or need to make the best decisions. So you don't just want to use other people's data either. You want to take that and say, does this really apply to me? And again, that's where that human component is still really important. Right. Yeah. Just, just as an aside, the, uh, 
like Microsoft Copilot. Microsoft is going to give uh, once it's going to get released by the end of this year. You, Bridget, will be able to attend more than one meeting at the exact same time. With <laughs> that sounds terrible. <laughs> sounds like a terrible idea. It is. So you have like you have a meeting. You have three meetings that you schedule on Teams for the same time. You attend one physically. You tell Microsoft Copilot go and uh, attend the other two meetings for me on my behalf. Oh it my listens. Gosh. It it provides you with a transcript, a summary, and if your name is brought up with any actions, like oh, make sure that Bridget uh, emails so and so about this. You get a task scheduled for you in your outlook. Wow. Okay. Good to know. Yeah. I, I can yeah. imagine that that has many benefits and that terrifies me. But it we'll is terrifying. I know. <laughs> but to your point that you said earlier is that, you know, business owners have to be aware of this stuff. Um, it is terrifying. And you are right. Sam Altman, who is the uh, CEO of OpenAI, I heard him. He was interviewed on Lex Friedman's podcast a few months ago. He's terrified of what AI does. And this is the guy that makes ChatGPT, you know, right? right? So we all have reason to be concerned. But to your point, um, we we have to embrace it because it's very important for productivity. Yeah. And, uh, and and I'm assuming then, you know, your point is that your SCORE consultants are being trained and they're being made aware to help their clients yes. take advantage of AI. Right. So we're, we have experts uh, in AI that are providing educational workshops. Um, we have, you know, experts in technology that are keeping up to date with this. And those people are available in the SCORE network that if questions come up that a mentor isn't as well versed in AI, they, they're, you know, just like me. It's like, hey, that's not me. You know, here you go. Go to this person. Okay, that's great. And one final question before I let you go, just because I, I didn't ask it, but it, just want to be clear. SCORE will help for-profit and non-profit organizations too, right? Just if you're a small business, right? Um, That's right. I mean, our goal is to help foster vibrant small business communities and for-profit businesses and non-profit businesses both have a very important part in that community. All right. That's great. Bridget, uh, it's a pleasure talking with you. Thank you very much for spending your time. You guys do great work at SCORE and I'm glad uh, you're CEO there. And uh, everybody, now you know who to talk to when you want a good reference for somebody to help you in your business. So, uh, but people, if you're watching and listening to this, I mean, SCORE is just an organization I recommend to my clients all the time. And the whole purpose of this conversation is to you know, build more awareness for this great organization. So again, thank you. Do you have a topic or a guest that you would like to hear on Thrive? Please let us know. Visit payx.me forward slash thrive topics and send us your ideas or matters of interest. Also, if your business is looking to simplify your HR, payroll, benefits, or insurance services, see how Paychex can help. Visit the resource hub at paychex.com forward slash works. That's W-O-R-X. Paychex can help manage those complexities while you focus on all the ways you want your business to thrive. I'm your host, Gene Marks, and thanks for joining us. Till next time, take care. This podcast is property of Paychex Incorporated 2023, all rights reserved.